This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. I want to talk about Devin Bush. I want to talk about Tuit and Hayward and Alu Alu. I want to talk maybe a little bit about Vince Williams. I want to talk about the Steelers run defense with you boys in this episode of Steelers Standard right now. It was the best run defense in the NFL through the first few weeks of the season in 2021, but it got progressively worse as the season went on. Is that something that can just be chalked up to injury? Well, if that's the case, that brings us to the first guy that we are going to talk about, and that's Devin Bush. And when he went down, you can kind of pinpoint the run game going downhill as well last year. Yeah, you said at the end of our uh, last segment when we teased, or our last episode when we teased this, um, that um, what was the key in, in the Steelers' run defense um, kind of taking a step back. And I think the first thing you can absolutely point to and the first domino to fall there was the injury to Devin Bush. Um, Bush, is, and we've said this on this show a handful of times, he's just – he's a different cat. Like, he, he he's so athletic and he's so fast and he can make up um, for lost ground if he needs to. And, um, you know, why are teams now taking more of a, of a speed guy at inside linebacker? That's why, because he can go sideline to sideline um, if he needs to. And when the Steelers lost that, they just flat out didn't have that speed um, in the middle linebacking room. And that's not a slight against uh, Vince Williams or, or, or Roberts Belaine, but they're just not as athletic. They're not as fast as Devin Bush. They, they aren't that sort of specimen. And, and I think uh, losing Bush was such a huge part of that. And then obviously later in the, in the year, you lose Bud Dupree too. Um, those are two pretty big names that you can't lose, but um, getting Devin Bush back next year, um, I think it is, is a huge step in the right direction for the Steelers and getting that run, that running defense back um, to where it was at, at points last year, because um, I think Devin Bush is kind of that missing uh, was that missing link. And I think this year he is due for an, a huge year. He's due for a breakout year. Um, kind of, we've alluded to this too. He kind of was slow in the beginning of the year. Um, I don't mean like he was slow. His production was slow in the beginning of the year. But I think as, leading up to his injury a couple games before then, he really started to come on. Um, and then he obviously got hurt. So we didn't get a chance to see his full uh, line of work. But man, I think this year, year three for Devin Bush is going to be uh, just ginormous. He started the first five games of the season for the Steelers before going down in yeah. the Cleveland Browns game. In those five games, the Steelers gave up an average of <laughs> 66.2 yards per game That's on the good. ground. Only one game over 100 yards when the Broncos got him for 104 yeah. yards, and it was a late run late in that game yeah. that got them there. Uh, what more can you say? That was a dominating rush defense at the beginning of the season yeah. last year. Yeah, and then I don't know if you have the numbers of when he went oh, out. I do. I'm sure We're you do. I'd like to hear We're them. We're getting to a lot of numbers after this. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that defense the first five games of the year was, was really, really good. And I remember watching the game. Uh, what was was it against the Browns where he got hurt? Yeah, it was. was it, and he was chasing somebody out of bounds, if I remember right. Um, yeah. And I remember when he went down. And the first game after was the Titans. And yeah. I remember everybody yeah, 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 was yeah. like, oh, my gosh, we don't have him to stop Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. But they only gave up about it. And then Robert Spillane met him right in the A-gap on the goal line. Yeah. Um, and it was just weird how that ended up working out. But I remember when he went down, um, I remember, like, sitting there and I was like, oh, that's the guy you can't lose. Like, you can't lose your middle linebacker who you've invested a lot in and, 
you know, who is, like I said, that athletic and, and speed type guy. And that's something that the Steelers defense is predicated on is speed. And when you lose a huge part of that, well, you're not as fast of a defense anymore. You're not as good of a defense anymore. No question. Um, in the games that he missed. Oh, these numbers. Hang on. Ooh. They were 11 games. Okay. They gave up an average of 132 yards per game on the ground in 11 games, giving up over 100 yards eight times, giving up over 200 yards once, 265 yards to the Baltimore Ravens. Was that the, the COVID game? No, that was the game okay. before the COVID okay. game. And just some sure. food for thought, the Browns hit 192 yards on the ground in the final game of the year when they were playing the Steelers yeah, B team. Yeah, yeah. So those numbers are absolutely egregious. I it's mean, you just want to talk about falling off of a cliff right there, going yes. from 66 yards to 132 <laughs> That's yards. That's a 70, like, five yards difference there. So if you want to trace it to Devin Bush going down, you can clearly yeah. talk me into that. I mean, I think that's the first thing that happened, absolutely. Um, and, and like I said, I think um, Bud Dupree going down didn't help either um, because you're you know you're losing two huge names on the defense and two guys that other than T.J. Watt, the, those are probably two guys that you can't afford to lose when it comes to rushing the passer and it, it comes to stopping the run. I think those are two guys that you absolutely couldn't lose and you lose both of them within a span of like six weeks. That's that's not a good recipe for success. Um, but yeah, those. Man, those numbers over the last 11 games, that's egregious, dude. <laughs> like, that's just bad. And, I, and again, like, I get why it happened, um, you know, because you're, you're playing a little depleted and, um, you know, teams are kind of picking on Robert Spillane and, and Avery Williamson when they're in there, and I get that. And that's going to happen again, don't get me wrong. Like, even though, um, you know, Spillane's going to be back this year and he's going to get picked on when he's out there, but he has held his own. That's not the point that I'm making, but it all goes back to the, my original point of, you lose Devin Bush, you don't have anybody in the middle of the field that can do the things that he can do. All right, Jacob, you're out of timeout. Now you can speak on Devin Bush and stopping the run defense. Thank you for that. You're I, welcome. I think, to be honest. Behave this time. I think you can make the argument, even though we're all going to be sad to see Bud Dupree go, and we were upset when Bud Dupree went down with a season-ending injury last year, the argument I think can easily be made that Devin Bush was the more significant loss for the Steelers defense. And you can look at that as, as Tom laid out the numbers pre and post Devin Bush. Uh, of course uh, we, the really only affected area we saw uh, that Bud's loss affected was when TJ started to get more and more double teams just because other other teams, their offensive line knew where the rush was coming from. It was only going to come from TJ, not is it going to come from TJ or Bud. So, yes, TJ was slowed down a bit. I don't think he was fully slowed down because he's still eight. He's still got sacks. He still got to the quarterback. But you look at the numbers that Tom laid out in the running game, 60 yards a game uh, for those first, what, eight Five games. Five games, there you go. and then two yards per average. And 11 then, games that followed 132 yards per game. Just night and day difference. So 265 I, yards to the Ravens. <laughs> and they still won that game. They did win that game. That's so nuts. when you bring back a second-year guy in Alex Highsmith who now has more playing experience than he thought he would have gotten in his first year as a rookie, you bring him back and you still have TJ lining up opposite Alex Highsmith, 
bringing back Devin Bush, I think, is going to be a huge help for this defense to get back on track and stopping the run. But that's a lot to put on his shoulders uh, for him to come back and just kind of be the savior of the rushing defense. And we talked about Bud not being there a lot there. And by the way, when Bud went down, the Steelers surrendered 100 yards in all four of the games he missed via the ground. So he definitely did not help with that sinking ship. But I do agree that the bigger loss as far as that was concerned was Devin Bush. But now he has to come back, do it without Bud Dupree, and come off of a pretty serious injury and try to be the savior for the run defense. It's a lot to put on his plate. It is. And, I mean, hopefully in year three that um, it isn't too much. You know what I mean? Like, you brought him in to be the guy. That's why you traded up to draft him at 10. Um, There's no question. Like, you brought him in to be that middle, uh, that core of the defense for, you know, as long as you have him. Um, Hopefully for a long time, longer than his rookie contract. Um, But in year three, like I said, that's why I think Devin Bush is due to have a a huge year is because he needs to have one. Um, You know, his rookie year was pretty good. um, And obviously last year was an incomplete because of the injury. But um, this is the year that he really, really can can take a step forward, become that Pro Bowl talent that I think a lot of us thought that he was um, and thinks that he still is. Um, So, yeah, I mean, this is going to be a huge year for Devin Bush. But as you said, Tom, um, you know, this is still his third year. He's still young. He's still, um, you know, new. I mean, not new to the Steelers, but this, you know, really is only his, if he makes it the whole way through of his this season. His second full year. His second full yeah. year. I mean, that's a lot to ask of a guy playing his second full year, but I think he's capable of doing it. Um, but I'll make this point, too. You know, you said that I know you weren't being serious when you said that, you know, he has to be or he's asked to be the savior of the defense. Um, don't put it on Devin Bush if if you know he if the run game isn't as as dominant as it was the first five games of the year. I don't think he'll even feel that. No, that I, I'm not saying shoulders. that he will. But no, I'm just I, saying you know, Tom's point. Yeah, I, I mean I don't think you were being serious, Tom. But um, <laughs> but I mean he again he's an athletic specimen, and, and as long as he can stay healthy, um, having him is going to be a huge a huge deal for the Steelers in, in stopping the run. Sure, you can't make up for the sacks that you're going to lose when you lose Devin Bush, but what we saw Alex out of Alex Highsmith was promising enough to say, okay, it's possible that the Steelers could utilize Alex Highsmith to a degree to the fact that TJ isn't going to be double-teamed every time he's coming after the quarterback. And even when he was double-teamed, we still saw him add pressure and, and cause chaos within the pocket, so... TJ, I'm not so concerned about. It's the fact that bringing back a guy like Devin Bush is going to be a huge asset just because even though both positions, inside and outside linebacker, are stretched pretty thin, we saw what happened when the Steelers were without Devin Bush. The remaining guys there were significantly, I guess, worse at supplementing for the starter than Alex Highsmith did at supplementing for Bud Dupree. It's going to help with Devin Bush coming back without a question, but it's also up to Tuit. It's up to Alu Alu. It's up to Hayward. I mean, it starts up front when you want to have a dominating run game and you have to control that line of scrimmage. And Tuit Hayward and Alu Alu, I guess, did the best that they could towards the past 11 games of the season, although the numbers really don't spell that yeah. out because they really got worked, uh, especially in those last four games without Bud Dupree. And in the playoff game, they got torched <laughs> off the ball by the Browns. By the way, just... Some more food for thought. Didn't throw this in the previous numbers because it was a playoff game, but they got 127 yards put up on them by the Browns in the playoffs. So didn't get any better there. No, um, and I think a lot is going to, you know, we said having Devin Bush come back is going to be big. Um, But I think that 
um, allows the entire defense, the, the front five or the front, um, you know, the front five to be um, back where they were in the beginning of the year because it adds another dimension to the defense with Bush coming back that opposing offenses and offensive lines need to think about. And, you know, to Jacob's point, kind of too, um, you're not, you know, yes, you can still double TJ, but that means somebody on the on the D line is going to be singled one on one. And then exactly. if, a, if a blitzer is coming, then nobody counts for the blitzer. So um, I think that it definitely has something to do with it. I think that's um, interesting. I think that, um, you know, when you look at the, the front three and the three in particular, you mentioned Hayward to it and Aluwalu. They really got to step up, and um, I think the Steelers, I mean, they haven't done this yet, but I think they do need to re-sign Tyson Alu-Alu. I thought he was really, really good last year, um, and yeah. I know that he's, what, 34 years old, um, but I, I think he's a key. I, I think he he played really well, um, and I wasn't expecting a whole lot um, from Tyson Alu-Alu. I thought he'd be fine, but he was better than fine last year, um, and hopefully he continues that. Like I said, that's not exactly easy to do playing – defensive tackle when you're 34 years old. Um, but, you know, if, if he's half as good as he was last year, or three quarters as good as he was last year, that D-line should still be in, in pretty good shape. I don't know if there's a actual way to find this number out or quantify this, but the the amount of times that the Steelers were able, once Devin Bush went out, to get penetration behind the line of scrimmage um, pre- and post uh, Devin's injury. I don't know if there's a number to that, but as as Kellen laid out, like yeah, you're you're gonna have to ask for them to do their job. But I still think it's gonna help having Devin back because even if they can't stop the the run at the line of scrimmage or even behind it, Devin is there as that security blanket to stop it from going beyond five yards. And that's what the Steelers really missed last year when he went down. So you do think that there was a trickle-down effect from him going down where the defensive line started playing a little worse as far as stopping the run is concerned because they it's didn't definitely have that possible. guy that's just yeah. almost like that sweeper back there that just takes care of any trash you that gets through. You want to Sometimes you say the defensive line is almost like an offensive lineman for your middle linebackers yeah, when it, it comes is. to stopping the run. You want to think that because Devin Bush went out that Cam, Stefan, and Tyson stepped up in order to make sure the run game was going to stay as solid as it did even when Devin was in the lineup, but we didn't see that, and it kind of spiraled almost out of control because even though they, I don't know if they necessarily played worse, but they were still doing something, and whatever that something was, if if the runner got past the line of scrimmage, there was no longer that security blanket in Devin Bush waiting for a explosive run or to control an explosive run, uh, and I and I think mainly back to the Browns games uh, when Nick when Nick Chubb in both Week 17 and the Wild Card game ran away with 40 plus yard touchdown runs. It's also going to come down to the other guy at that inside backer position. Yeah, that's going to be Vince Williams. I know in some prior episodes of Steelers Standard we speculated that Vince Williams might be a cap casualty, but it just doesn't really save that much money for the Steelers, and it's a position of need and. You want to have that guy come back and be that kind of anchor for Devin Bush. So Vince Williams, he, he's got to step his game up as far as stopping the run game is concerned as well because Devin Bush can cover all the field. We talked about his speed and how he's an athletic specimen and sideline to sideline, there's no one better. But Vince Williams staying where he needs to be and staying home and really taking care of his assignments and being that that rock that Devin Bush can freelance off of yeah. is huge for this defense and it can't 
uh, be ignored when you want to trend back towards that 66 yards per game pace that you had at the beginning of the season. And the point you made there about Bush freelancing off of Vince, I think the the same could be said for Vince, that he had to change the way that he played um, when, when Devin Bush went down. Um, when, when you look at, at Vince Williams, I think he's a, a really good run stopper. I think he's a good blitzer. Um, and let's be honest here, when, when Bush went down, um, you didn't see Vince blitz, blitz as much as he normally would because you don't have that uh, sweeper guy, that, that, that you know your key guy in the middle in Bush. You have Robert Spillane there. Um, so Vince kind of, and the Steelers' defense, really not Vince had to change, but the Steelers' defense and the calls needed to change because you didn't have that security blanket. Um, you didn't have that guy behind Vince um, to be, you know, that number one. Um, so I think that definitely had something to do, um, you know, with the production and with Vince's play last year. Not to say that Vince played bad because he didn't, um, but Bush going down definitely affected Vince Williams's um, his his game. Um, and the way that he played, because there's always a, a trickle down effect when you lose somebody and it affects how everybody plays. Um, but I think getting Bush back definitely makes Vince Williams's job easier. It allows him to focus on stopping the run, um, because let's be honest, he's probably uh, Vince Williams probably isn't going to be out there a lot on passing downs because, you know, we know that he's only getting older. And I'm not saying that uh, Robert Spillane is fantastic in pass coverage either. Um, but again, you know, you don't bring Vince Williams back to be your, your pass guy. You bring him back to be your thumper, to be your, your run stopper. So um, I think that he's due to have a good year too because of the fact that you're getting Bush back. It allows Vince to become the player that, um, you know, that he was before, whereas this year he kind of had to be um, Devin Bush light. You know what I mean? Like he had to be that safe um, option and, and he, you know, he's not the same player as Devin Bush. He's not, and just to have both of these guys back is going to be a huge sigh of relief because we've been sitting here talking about the what the what if 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 Devin Bush had stayed healthy all last year or if Vince Williams didn't catch COVID at one point during that that one and four stretch down the re- down the end of the regular season for the Steelers uh, to lose both guys to 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 be whittled down to starting Avery Williamson and Robert Spillane at both inside linebacker positions is really a hard pill for the Steelers to have swallowed, I'm sure. And it was certainly a hard pill for us to swallow just watching uh, from the studio here. But to have not just one of these guys back, but both, and obviously especially Devin Bush back 100%, it's gonna, I think it's really going to make a drastic defense. I think moving forward from 2020 to 2021, the biggest impact of bringing in a guy via the draft or just bringing it back bringing back a guy from injury like Devin the biggest increase in in skill that we will see is going to be at this inside linebacker position even if the Steelers go out and get a Javante Williams or Travis Etienne or a Najee Harris going from James Conner and Benny Snell to one of those guys I still think getting Devin Bush back will be the highest impact this team will see on both sides of the ball well, the Steelers ended up with the 11th best rush defense in the NFL, giving up 111.4 yards per game on the ground. So that put them in a class with teams like the Browns, do you the know, Ravens, the Giants, the Jets, and the Packers. Do you know where had they stayed on par with that 60 yards per game where that would have ranked? Oh, if they finished with 66.2 yards Probably per game, first. they would have been first by a long shot. The Buccaneers led the league by averaging only uh, allowing 80 yards per game on the ground. So even if they had slipped a little bit, it would have been on par with first or second or third. They slipped far. 
they slipped really far. Only outside of the top ten as far as exactly. rush defense is concerned. But I think that is pretty good when you consider about the 132 yards per game average in that last 11 games when they went 7-4, and four, by the way. Lost all four of the games that they lost when they had that stretch of terrible rush yeah. defense. They yeah. were a solid 5-0 and oh when they were the best rush defense in the league. And then if you want to add that Titans game onto it when they only gave up 82 yards, they were 6-0. and oh. Yeah, kind of shocking how yeah, that how, works. how that works, right? Um, and then the craziest part of that is in that one game, um, you give up over 200 yards rushing, you still find a way to win it. That's that's not normally how it works. Um, but yeah, I mean, those again, like you said, Tom, the last four games were really um, a huge, huge, you know, show a huge tell into how far that that not only the rush defense but the defense as a whole had fallen um, since that point. You asked me where that would have ranked if they kept yeah. pace at 60. Well, if that pace of 132 was what they had on the season, that would have put them down in the low, low, or excuse me, the high, high 20s. Teams like the Vikings, the Lions, and even the Bengals is the kind of rush defense that you were boasting mm. in the past 11 games. Can't win football when you're having no. Bengals-like rush defense. That's bad. Yeah, that's really bad. It's it's Yeah, it's but... That's why I've been trying to say, even if the Steelers go out and, and get an offensive lineman in the draft who could be a help-us-now type player or get the running back in the first or second round in one of those three guys that we've been talking about, I still think the return of Devin Bush will be the greatest help to this team. I do uh, agree that it was probably the bigger of the losses that they suffered. Uh, if you average a smooth 111 all year, uh, do you think we're having this conversation right now about the rush defense? Like if you were just always 111 per game, kind of plodding along number 11 in the league, I think maybe we'd have a tone where it's like, yeah. hey, that was a pretty good improvement from the Steelers this year. They're the 11th best rush defense in the NFL. That's well in the top half of the league. I think it's just the fact that they were a little up and down as far as 66 yards per game, first five games, 132 yards per game in the last 11. You were elite for the first five games then you were trash for the mm -hmm. last 11 games so uh, i think something that just needs to be improved upon there is the consistency yep. when you are more consistent you can kind of it's just it helps for football teams when they have consistency that they can fall back on and it, it, again it'd be a totally different tone if it was just a straight 111 yep. yards per year uh average per game at every uh, throughout the entire season instead of all this up and yep. down I think that's a huge, that's a huge point. That's a great point, and it's a huge difference. And if you would have stayed 11th in the league in rushing, um, that's pretty darn good. If you're 11th in the league in anything, I know it's not the top 10, but right. it's also not uh, bottom half it's of the league either. Not, right. It's yep. it's above average. And and if you have the 11th best rush defense, um, and oh by the way, you know you have a, a really good. I'm talking about last year, um, up until you know you lose Bud, but you you lead the NFL in sacks from a a, um, a pass defense uh, defensive uh, standpoint. That's pretty darn good. I mean, if you're the 11th best rush defense, and I don't know the fourth or fifth best passing defense and you lead the league in sacks all of a sudden that's a top 10 defense that might be a top five defense i don't know how all those numbers shake out um but I yeah it's pretty good i still think in terms of total defense they still ranked within the top 10 and, and and same with pass defense so yeah i mean it's not if you're the steelers especially a team that prides itself on its defense yeah. historically you think steelers football you think rush yeah. defense yeah and that was back for the first six weeks of the season right. it's it's not that it gone anywhere i mean they had mm. shown they were a, a formidable rush defense for the past three or four years 
But would you say they were the elite top five? The elite. I think the, the numbers show they were. I think they were always in the top ten in the past couple top of 10. years. Okay, maybe not. This top was five. dominating. Yeah, this number. was dominant. Like, this was back to the Super Bowl runs of the uh, early 05, to mid two thousands when they were number one even. and number two every year in rush defense. I still think. I mean, to have off the table. It did. I mean. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Go for it. Wow. Really? Yeah, you're you just sold me. Punt on that. No, right it's now? not punting. It's no, it's, it's punting. I think I think you should be happy that you convinced me because I considered it yes a top ten. But I guess as I was sitting here saying we, we shouldn't be happy with the top ten because this is the city that prides itself on the run defense and top ten isn't something that we should settle for. Well, it's not something that we should settle for, but it's not something that we should be proud of when you were pacing to be elite of the elite. I mean. They were also talking about the Steelers in the same vein as being a team that led the league in points allowed per game, rushing yeah. defense, and sacks. And that was one realistic. Of the first teams to do that in a long time. And as weeks just went on and on yeah. without Devin Bush, and then Bud Dupree get added to that, they just fell off that mm-hmm. cliff when it came to that rush defense. And let's be honest, I mean that's that's what happens. Um, uh, you know, when when you lose guys, I mean that's not an excuse necessarily. It, it is a fact that the defense wasn't as good without Dupree and and without Bush. But I mean, how could you expect them to be? How could you expect them to be the same defense without two of your you know top probably three or four guys on the defense as a whole? Um, you definitely can't expect them to to be the same. So yeah, I mean, th- there's without question that they definitely took a nosedive in those eleven games without Bush, and then obviously losing Dupree too. But it was to be expected at the same time. I think a lot of people um, kind of overreacted a little bit. Oh, this defense is so bad. It's so bad. Well, yeah, but look what you've lost in it, too. And and then, you know, you could say, oh, it's only two guys. But those are two pretty damn important guys to your defense. A really good pass rusher who's going to go out and get a boatload of money in free agency. Mm-hmm. And the guy that you traded um, up to the 10th pick to draft in, in, in uh, you know, a draft a few years ago. Obviously, those are two dudes that you can't lose. Um, so, I mean... Really, when you to lose both, not just one, right? And within a span of like four or five weeks or six weeks, whatever it was, um, you know, when you lose that, it's tough. And, um, you know, I know that you're not gonna have Bud next year, but you are gonna have one of those two guys back. So, I guess the biggest thing, and Tom, you mentioned this, is just for the Steelers to get more consistent, um, from top to bottom on, on in the rushing defense. You can't go six games allowing. 65 yards and then the last 11 uh, averaging almost 140 or 135 you know you're not going to please anybody doing doing that if you're more consistent I think the conversation is a lot different and that goes back to you know the question you asked a little while ago Um, you know if they're a straight one 111 yards rushing a game would we be as hard or would fans be as hard on them no I don't think so That's going to do it for this episode of Steelers Standard. On the next episode, we spun the wheel of a thousand questions on an episode earlier this week. We answered a question, and we were all immediately wrong less than 24 (laughs) hours later. Cam Newton is a patriot again. He got a sweet payday. There's also something about the Chiefs I want to get into, and we'll also play a little Will They Stay or Will They Go with some of the big-name free agents that are out there. That's on the next episode of Steelers Standard. Thank you, as always, for listening to us on SNR or if you listen to the podcast at Steelers.com. For Jacob Brecht and Kellen Gursky, I'm Tom Offerman. We'll talk to you on the next episode of Steelers Standard.